Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Sick Podcast. with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. <laughs> you know, I, 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 There is a bomb! Sports Entertainment. Like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la victoire des Canadiens. You found the dogs! John, you found the dogs! He found the dogs! And all together they worked the young team to the top. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. TV. Embrace your true nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Marinaro, I have a feeling tonight's show is gonna be sick on this Wednesday, February 15. It is two minutes past 10 p.m. And of course, the sick podcast brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group. You see them? Energy. Yeah, that's Mike Cinquino and Sean Gerard, my boys. And the entire staff, they're a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. Energy Transportation Group is driven to be different, like me. Also brought to you in part by La Bite à Tibi. There you have it, La Bite à Tibi. You see them? They are brewed in Quebec. They're a winner of a dozen international awards, and they offer quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bite à Tibi, embrace your true nature, and Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when Daphne Malbeuf was on the Sick Podcast, it's time you go to Lacage. The menu will surprise you, and the reason why I say that is because Daphne Malbeuf has never been on the Sick Podcast before. She makes her debut tonight, but before we get to her and before we get to Marc-André Perot, and we're going to have a roundtable tonight, I hope they have a lot of energy for me because I have a lot of energy for them. I really do. Feeling good tonight. Sha-la-la-la-la. La-la-la-la. All right. Let's bring up Agnello and Sammy before we get to them. 
We have in yellow. We have Sammy. Do we? Yes, yes. Going once. Going twice. There they are. Look at them. Beauty. You always like to surprise us. Beauty on the right. I'm full of surprises, my friend. Full of surprises. See my shirt? I got it just for you. Look. Let me see it. What does it say? What does it say? Master control. Master control. That's amazing. Hey, look at mine. I got this one for you. Usually when I talk, I get paid, okay? So stop stop with the gift certificates and start throwing out the $1,000 bills, all right? Is there any money on that table for me? Is there any money? Are you talking about BPM Sport? I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sammy, thank God I have you in my life. Thank God. Hey, guys, I brought you on. First of all, how you doing, guys? I hope you're doing well. Doing great. Thank you. Very Thank good. you for your help, as usual. Uh, secondly, we had a contest that started a couple of days ago yeah. where we were given a four-pack of tickets by the WWE uh, to give out to The Undertaker's One Dead Man Show. We decided that instead of having one winner or one four-pack, well, they just give us a four-pack, right? We can do whatever we want with it. We decided to have two winners and so two pairs of tickets, Okay. We put it on Twitter. We put it on Instagram. We put it on Facebook. We basically uh, did this, this, and that, and whatever. We mixed everything all up, and the computer spit out a couple of names for us. So why don't we bring them up? The two winners to The Undertaker's One Dead Man Show, which is going to be at the Olympia Theater tomorrow night, Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Winner number one for a pair of tickets is Paola Varone, Paola Varone, you just won yourself a pair of tickets. So, Agnello, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to follow back Paola uh, on Twitter, and uh, we're going to send her a note where we're going to need, you know, um, email address, I would imagine, and we're going to send it to the WWE, and uh, they're going to take care of it, okay? Winner number two is Anthony Crisafulli, Anthony Crisafulli, and Paola Varone are your two winners. So, Paola, congratulations. Anthony, congratulations. The Undertaker's One Dead Man show goes tomorrow night at the Olympia Theater once again. And I will see you there. Agnello, I don't know what time it's going to end at tomorrow. So, I think you should have Matt O'Han on call just in case I'm not back for 10 o'clock. Someone's going to have to do the show tomorrow night. Maybe we'll ask Daphne. Uh, maybe we can ask Daphne, yes. And the Montreal Canadiens actually uh, are playing tomorrow night. But hey, listen, I only get one chance to meet The Undertaker. I'm going to The Undertaker. What do you want me to tell you? The Canadians tomorrow night will be in Carolina, by the way. On Saturday, they're going to be in Toronto. On Tuesday, they're going to be in New Jersey. And Friday night, they're going to be in Philadelphia. Their next four games are on the road. But I am at home. I'm wondering where Daphne Malbeuf is. And Yellow and Sammy, see you later. Daphne. Hey there, Tony. Kamasa, but where's that bike hanging? Where are you right now? I'm home, actually. You know, because yeah. after this, I got to get to sleep. Yes. It won't be a, a long night for me. No, no, I get. And look, I very much appreciate it because, of course, you are in studio with Jean-Charles Lajoie on BPM Spar. 91.9 on your Montreal FM dial. And you're, you started off at 5.30 a.m. Monday to Friday. Jean-Charles steps up at 6 a.m. And together you guys both go until 9 a.m. 
So uh, seeing as you're on air at 5.30 a.m., what time does that alarm go off in the morning? Three. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And everything is ready. So waking up at three, but at 3.05, I'm in my car and I get to the radio station by 3.30. Why would you want to get there so early for? Because I'm working, Tony. Obviously. No, no, but I, I, I know, but look, <laughs> no, look no, no. So what do you have to get ready for the show? I have a lot of things to prepare. I don't have any anyone to assist me. So oh, everything that goes on air, it's my research. It's my, uh, I also do like all the clips that I pass I on it. on my show. So yeah, so I, 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 I prepare my show like the night before, but yeah. there's still a lot of games going on. You know, there's a lot of games, uh, Pacific time today. Um, so there's just like the wrapping up of it and yeah, going on until 5.30. I work a lot. Surprisingly, everyone's like, why do you get there like so early? I'm like, no, no, I'm working and I'm working till like 5.20. All right. Okay. I got it. Um, why don't we bring in now? Welcome to the sick podcast, by the way. Welcome. It's uh, it's uh, I, I should have had you on a long time ago. They say it's better late than never. And I'm glad you accepted the invitation. I'm really honored to be there. All right. Fantastic. Let's bring in from TVA Spar, Marc-André Perrault. What's going on? Live from uh, North Carolina. And you should have had Daphne before that because she's a beast. She's very good at what she's doing. But to and put I up with John Charles, she must be a beast. <laughs> well, she needs good qualities, that's for sure. And I do not belong in this conversation after what I saw on Sunday because you guys shared a private moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much more private than I would believe. Believe me. <laughs> you know what? It, you know it was why? private. There was water, hot water uh, involved and singing. It's, so, funny, it's funny you say this because I... I, I probably look. I, I didn't want to show this because I kind of like humiliated myself, you right? Did not. But you know, <laughs> now that you said it, now that you said it, I figure we might as well bring it up. We might as well bring no, it up. I, I don't think so. Sometimes you need to respect privacy. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let me see if we, we found something here. Hold you on. Know, a second. It's, it's, it's those kind of moments when you're like, what have we just done? And do I still have a career? I don't know. And, and why? <laughs> why did I? You know, it's, uh, How it's many funny because did I have? it's funny because I'm actually trying to find it now. Well, and I'm having I'm having no a hard time to... finding it. It's Perfect. on La Instagram. Yes, the Jean Charles. And Tony, I'm you're there. an Insta babe. Thank He's you. Such an Insta babe. He's yeah. craving for those camera. Let me see. Let me He's see. Craving for what? Let me see. Let me see. No, craving I... for those cameras. Oh, craving yeah. for the camera, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I can't find it. It's okay. Uh, we'll we'll bring it up at some other point. But uh, Jean Charles had, uh, you know, he got everyone together on the Super Bowl. Uh, had a big celebration. He called it the Super Bowl des Chum. It was done at uh, a location around Hochelaga Maisonneuve. And uh, and outside, you know, they uh, Trevi actually gave a spa to give away uh, of a value of eight thousand dollars, 
And uh, obviously, uh, what we decided to do was Josh Al had an idea that, you know what, let's uh, inaugurate the spa. Like, let's be the first one to baptize it. So we'll go in the spa first. And so he, uh, Daphne went in and Josh Al went in and yeah, I went for in. For the record, I was not there. Yeah. And seeing as we all like to sing, we, we actually sang like four songs, <laughs> I believe. Uh, and I, Daphne and myself probably thought there was going to be like 10 people outside because everyone would be inside. And as it turns out, there was like 150 people outside. And so uh, Daphne did okay for herself because, you know, she's pleasant to look at. Jean Chal, a little bit less. And I totally humiliated <laughs> myself as usual. That's oh, it. I think that you did a lot better than uh, Jean Chal, actually, who was slipping oh. and slipping all over again in the spot. And when he got off, I was like, man, what the hell was happening? I was just laughing my my heart off. And he was like, je suis à mon plus mal. Oh, no, no, no. Tell no, me no. about the, 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 the water level when so, GC and Tony it, Yeah, so, so there was plenty of water in this pot when we got in. <laughs> and when we got out, I don't know how, but it was, it was halfway empty. gone. Halfway gone. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, because we were too steaming hot. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You know what shocked me the most that night? Like, let's be honest here, okay? Let's, so let's put the cards on the table, right? Yeah. Uh, Jean Chal and I were not GQ, and, and we don't have a body uh, that you'll see on the front page of Muscle Magazine. Don't be too hard on yourself. Okay? Uh, we're not going to see ourselves on, on the front way. cover of Muscle Magazine, okay? So, we, like, we all understand that, and we all realize that, right? But what I can't believe is that knowing that this event was going to happen, we had, you know, a, a gr good amount of time of advance notice. On that day, that Jean Chal didn't bother to clean up. I mean... He takes off. He takes off. Uh, he takes off his top. Okay, you talk about hair on his chest and on his back, like he put George the Animal Steel to shame. You remember George the Animal Steel? He had a crush on Elizabeth, and you know it's funny because the more I look at Daphne, she looks like Elizabeth, the lovely Elizabeth, and the more I look at Jean Chal, he looks like George the Animal Steel. And so I guess that would make me Randy Macho Man Savage, right? George, but the I, animal steel. Marc-Andre, I couldn't believe the hair this guy has on his chest, on his back, on his legs. You're talking to a guy here, okay? You're talking to a guy. Look, I, I, I don't like hair on my body. I don't, to the point where it's kind of become like, that's George, the animal. Oh. That's Jean-Charles Lajoie, right there. That's him, okay? Oh, please, no. To the point Makes me where... Hungry. To the point where, like, I, I have an obsession where if I see a hair, I have to get rid of it. Okay, uh, so now look at me, Mark Andre. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna take off anything here. But look, okay, not a hair to be found, not a hair to be found, confirmed, not a hair to be found. So you're my, waxed like all over the place. My no, leg, no. not a hair to be found. You will not find a hair anywhere other than on my head and some facial hair, okay? Jean Charles, George the Animal Steel. No, but Tony, I was I was surprised. I think that you have less hair on your body than I do. I was like, what? What? What is that? It's That's... yeah.
I'm but, I'm I'm 2023. You know, I'm a modern man. Absolutely. Yeah, Jean Charles. Jean Charles like 1920. <laughs> hey, okay, we're gonna have a lot of fun tonight. Daph, I'm so happy you're on. Mark Andre is one of my favorites because he's always in a good mood and he likes to joke around. Uh, but it's time to be serious. He's serious, but he doesn't have fun, mind uh, poking fun at himself too. Like me, it always makes for a great show. So let's have fun. Uh, several topics are uh, are on tap tonight. Um, one, of course, and it came up today, earlier today at BPM Spa. I was actually very surprised on what I heard on Gilbert Delorme's show. Marc-Andre, did you hear Gilbert when it came to Jonathan Drouin? Yeah, this the, the, the one-year contract thing. So Gilbert Delorme said that if Jonathan Drouin is all in for $1.5 million next year, he'll give him a one-year deal at $1.5 million. And if he's the Montreal Canadiens, he brings him back. Later today at TVA Sport, myself, Jean-Charles Lajoie, Michel Bergeron, um, Max Lapierre and Guillaume Latendresse of La Poche Bleue, we all weighed in and we said, uh, it's time for the Canadians to move on from Jonathan Drouin. And it's time for Jonathan Drouin to move yeah. on from the Montreal Canadiens. Where do you stand, Marc-Andre? Well, th th that's the most important thing. I think Jonathan Drouin needs to move on from Montreal. And it's for his best, you know, his mental health and uh, and everything. And I I mean, I, I'm not hiding. I, I really like Jonathan Drouin. Uh, he's raising money for kids. He doesn't have to do that. He's a good person. He takes time to answer Every questions. It's it's not often that he's gonna decline an interview, and you know, at, at some point, I, I can understand. At some point, he's just you know tired or he doesn't feel like it, and it, it's all good. He's not the guy who's gonna go in the corner and get hit, and we we all know that, and we talked about it. It's it's all about expectation, but you know what you're gonna get if he's healthy. He's gonna put points on the board like we, we've seen since he's in Montreal it, like on an 82 season uh, 82 game season it's pretty much 40 45 50 points he can do the job on the power play he you know you can move in from first to third line if you need it so I mean 1.5 tomorrow morning but for him for everything I think it, it would be better for him to just leave Montreal go play hockey where there's less pressure, less eyes on him. And I really wish him that. And, you know, if possible, I yeah. wish that he can play for another team on the 4th of March. Daphne, what do you say to those who say, hey, Jonathan Drouin, three points last night, first star, three points a couple of weeks ago, was the best player on the ice back then too, 12 points in his last 12 games. Before that, it's because he wasn't healthy. Before that, you had that anxiety issue. But Jonathan Drouin has finally figured out Montreal. He's arrived. This is the real Jonathan Drouin. Let's move forward with him. To that, you say what? I think what Mark only said, he's, he's right. Like for him, I think it's the right thing to move on. And I think that Sometimes we forget that in Montreal, we are really up and down. I don't want to say bipolar because I don't want to, you know, like it's a real mental health issue, but we are highs and lows about the players that we love. And, but I think that there's a point 
Jonathan Drouin, since he came in Montreal, he was never healthy uh, a season long. He was never 100% a season long. And I think that tainted a little bit of ex his experience in Montreal and what people um, see and saw of him. But also the expectations that were... Like when he came in Montreal, he was a savior and he was a guy who was going to score like, I don't know, 30, 40 goals the a year. First centerman. And, 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 and he, he wasn't that. He was never that. I mean, he's a really good playmaker. And whenever I was defending him over the years, I was always repeating that. It's always about the expectations that you, you put in him. If you're signing him, 1.5 for a year mm -hmm. and you're putting him on the third line. Yeah. Like when, and, and with good teammates, with good wingers, like yeah. there's good chemistry with Armia and Vorak since he, he played with them. If you're doing that for me, it's a yes, but I don't think like Marc-Andre said that for him, it's the best. There's But for thing. me, yeah. 1.5 and one year for me, I say yes. I say there's, there, there's another thing I think we have to consider too, though. Um, so, you know, look, we don't even know if Jonathan Drouin would want to continue in Montreal because it could be that Montreal is just a little bit too much for him. And you know what? He'd rather play in an environment where maybe there's less pressure, less media scrutiny, less fan pressure, all that stuff. Let's just say, though, even if well, he would want to pursue this, 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 well, this I, I think it's pretty obvious, Tony. Sorry, but I, I yeah. think it's pretty obvious that he. He can see himself somewhere else. I mean, normally when you're a veteran, one year left at your contract and you're, you're asked about the trade deadline, you're always, oh, well, you know, I know the drill and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to, you know. But he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I want to play well so a team, a contender can grab yeah. me on the trade deadline and I'll be happy to have the chance to win the, the Stanley Cup because this is what we're – We're meant to be win a Stanley Cup. So I'm in yeah. Montreal right now. I want to play well. I want to help the team. But if someone raises his hand and I need, I, I'm I'm gonna go there. So he's he's very honest about it. So I, yeah. I I think he's in it in his mind. He knows his future is not in Montreal, and that's what I wish. I mean, I, I wish yeah. him that he's somewhere else for the amount of mm. money that he wants. And ever, yeah, and, and I agree with you because if you were to ask me on 100%, what are the chances of him being a Montreal Canadian next year? I, I'd say it's less than a percent. Oh, it's none. It's none. I, th I, I think it's over. And Daphne, I mean, she, she, she's right. When, when Marc Bergevin acquired him, uh, you know, for uh, Sergachev, it was number one centerman. We found out very quickly that it would not happen so now he's it's like okay where is he where does he fit the expectation of the people the expectation of the the staff and then the injuries the mental health issue so it, it yeah. just it, it was just a train crash Do you say that in english yeah yeah of course and there's always been like a consistency issue with him That was never over the years. I, I mean, he was injured a lot of times and, and the mental health issue also. But there was always issues with his consistency. A little bit like Yoel Armia. And 
what I did not like about it is that when he came in the, during the camp, he was super pumped at his uh, golf tournament. Yeah. He was super pumped to play with the young players. And I said, I was on the radio and I said, I think that with all the young players and mm -hmm. what Martin said, we, he's, he's going to go for it and he's going to want to be the veteran who's going to be there for those young players and he's going to be the one who leads the way. I think he can be that player. But I think he decided not to. And this is what I did not like. I think I, I, not, not decided not to, but I didn't yeah. see in him what I wanted to see to be like going for it a hundred percent. I want le couteau entre les dents. Yeah, but I definitely it's all about that. expectations. I mean, yeah. what do you expect from a guy like Drouin, from a guy like Mike Hoffman? I mean, you know what you're going to get. And I remember before the season started, I said, you know what? Let's give Jonathan a shot on the first line with Caulfield and Suzuki, just, just to see, just to, just to see mm -hmm. if it's going to work. But mm -hmm. you cannot expect uh, Jonathan Drouin to be a Raphael Harvey-Pinard. It's not going to happen, right? And, and I, I know you, you didn't think that. And yes, we all had the hope that, you know, it would be different this time. But if you're very objective yeah and Jonathan Drouin healthy is giving exactly what you can expect from him so for me it's just a health issue he's not gonna turn out to be the guy who's gonna run the boards and go in front of the net it's no. not gonna happen no. it's not him so it's if you know by the way by the way mapper consistency is not him either right because if he exactly. would play to his ability consistently He'd be one of the better players of the National oh. Hockey League, but because he hasn't, be he's not. And that's where why we are where we are, right? That but it's him, and he's a great player, anyways. Yeah. And I've always defended him. But you know, with with the things that he said at his golf tournament, I had expectations because he put it some expectations on mm -hmm. him. He put right. it himself in this position. So that's yeah. why I had those expectations. I, I'm I'm not blind about it, and I'm not blind about him. And I've really defended him over and over and over again over the years on radio and television. Yeah. But I mean, he was the one who said that, so that's why I had those expectations. Yeah, Mapper, I'm going to disagree with you. And now, now here's where the show is going to become interesting. Okay. No, no, we've had a love fest, all three of us here, for the last couple <laughs> of minutes. And by the way, did you see what Daphne wrote on Twitter before the show? Did you see her tweet? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Hold on a second. Can we bring it up? Look at this. First time joining the Sick Podcast with the one and only Tony Marinero and the Charmeur de Sedam, Marc-André Perrault. And I said to Daphne, um, I, I think you actually put and in the wrong place. Let's bring it back up, okay? <laughs> so I said, I think you should remove and after my name and inserted before Mark Andre's name because don't you think it should be first time joining the sick podcast with the one and only Tony Marinaro the Charmar de Sedam and that's what I think that's the way it should have been right that's what I think Hold that's on what second. I think we're going to make Daphne laugh okay cuz she's so she called you the Charmar and uh, and and I'm like my ego is shot and now okay everybody knows that you are the Charmar all right hold on a second 
Tell and her that- the story because she does. Daph, listen to this. Tell her the story because she doesn't know the story. Okay, of your ex girlfriend. Tell her. No, tell her. no, 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 no. Oh no. hell, I'm not. No, no. You don't no. have it's to say any years. names. You don't have to say any uh, names. I, I don't even remember. I seriously, I think you remember better than I do. Okay, like it's you want been, what five, six, seven years ago? Okay, you want me to? Okay, so he wants me to say the story. <laughs> He was, he was, he was, he went on, he, I don't know, you, you went on a couple of dates. I don't know how serious. No, she, was, she was my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. She was your girlfriend. Okay. So his girlfriend, okay. <laughs> he goes and he and I didn't know each other at this point. All right. Mm-hmm. So he goes to pick her up and they're going out for a date. She's wearing a shirt. I am a Tony Marinaro guy. No. I'm, this is true story. Hey, is it a true story? Yes or no? <laughs> yes, but I'm, I mean, I'm, how many times will you bring this up? <laughs> as I mean, many times as he wants. I mean, I was, I was up to go in a spa with him. And the thing that he was repeating, it was like, are you, sh- are you sure that your boyfriend is okay with that? Because, you know, whenever like a lady comes in the spa with me, <laughs> You know what's happening after this. But so, I, you know, I don't. I, I, you know, I said to her, I said, you know, does your boyfriend know that we're going to the spa together? Because you know, I wouldn't want him to get upset. You know, uh, especially it was Valentine's weekend. Could you imagine? But so typical. She gave a uh, hey. She gave her full consent to actually enter a spa with Josh Allen myself, and uh, and you know what? Can we she's, can we move on? Yes, she's she's a she's a good sport. You know that because. Uh, we, her, her and I, and John, we all looked at each other once it was over and we said, you know, we're going to be on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube for the rest of our lives with this moment. Anyway, oh, man. uh, Mark Andre, I'm never going to bring no. it up again. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Jonathan Taves. Did you see that? He's on the injured reserve. Uh, I can tell you that people in Chicago are always very worried when uh, Jonathan Tays, because we have to pronounce Jonathan, by the way. I, he, he told me that quite often. Uh, but anyways, they, they are always worried since, you know, he, he spent that whole season uh, because of that weird illness. So uh, people are worried in uh, Chicago, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, you know, the reason why I brought it up is is if um, Jonathan Taves is on injury reserve, if Sean Monaghan can come back here and play healthy between now and the deadline, well, if a team is looking for a centerman, if Jonathan Taves is going to be injured for long term, yeah, they're going to turn yeah. to Sean Monaghan, Def. Sorry Daff, about Yeah, no, no, sorry I'm about just, it. it just... No, did you catch what I said? I said if Jonathan Taves is on injured reserve for long term, okay? Yep. Um, and uh, Sean Monahan comes back, and Sean Monahan's healthy between now and the deadline and puts up a couple of good performances, well, then all of a sudden there's a market for Sean Monahan. Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a lot of theme that, that would be interested in having a, a guy like Sean Monahan. I mean, Bob Hartley is one of our one of our guy on our show and he coached Sean Monan and he, he always told us what a good addition for anything that he can be. And like with the skills on the eyes that he can put, but also like the person that he is 
in the locker room for any team that would be a nice asset. And I mean, Kent Hughes must be really upset with the way things turned out because there, there was this great money exchange with Shaman and no questions asked. That was the plan. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it was ultimately the plan, but the plan changed with all the injuries that happened. Well, he made a mistake by, you know, by playing in in Calgary was what this beginning yeah, of December. He played the, the yeah, he had a boot December first in Calgary. He had two points, but he he came at the rink with a boot on his his right foot. I mean, that's a major mistake. And it, it, yeah. since then, it, it's been a soap opera with the team. Like it's been day to day. And then uh, I think it was January 6th. It was two weeks. And then after a break, came back to day-to-day. Oh, sorry. I, I was getting a little too emotional. No, but but anyways. On, hold on a second. What was it, though? It was my light. Yeah, oh, you have I a light. You have a yeah. ring light? Are you oh, an influencer or what? No, it, it, it's like this. No, because I do I like tried this. to have a light, too, but yeah. Yeah, well, anyways. So <laughs> that was that was a major mistake because I, I think they just wanted him to play in Calgary. And I remember people in Calgary were like, yeah, he's a tough guy. He plays with uh, pain, blah, blah, blah. That, that, that was a mistake. I mean, a guy comes in a boot and you want to trade him at the trade deadline. He's doing well and you make him play. I mean, what? And make him and play for what? It's a never lost understood this one. Never. Uh, and, and and for what? So for so what? now I I don't know what happened since then. Is it only the foot? Was the ankle hurt at some point? We don't know. Now we know that he's on the trip. That's that's a great news. And I mean, probably Kent Hughes right now is on his knees praying that he can play. I don't know three, four, five games uh, un, until the, the 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 trade deadline, and he, you know we can yeah. put points and because he is a great player and I, I remember I was working in Ottawa when he was playing with the 67s I'm, man this guy he's the real deal and there was rumors that he's not you know giving it all every night that that is not true he's a real pro and yeah. if I'm a team looking for a centerman to make a big run in the ser- in the playoffs I mean y- you run for a guy like him if he's healthy that's that's all you know mapper I'm gonna tell you something I don't know why people have been so hard on this guy over the course of his career. I think he's a very honest player. Daphne? No, but do you think, guys, that he doesn't show any emotions? Do you think that it's one of the reasons that people are like, nah, maybe he doesn't care at all? One of the guys that didn't show any emotions. And myself, I was bored with the way that he was responding to us, the media. He was responding. But, I mean, he was just like that. It was Carey Price. And people like when like, players have emotions, show emotions, and when they don't, they think that they don't care. Yeah, them if you do, them if you don't, right? Yeah. So. Okay, Joel Teasdale. Have you guys been following this story? Like, this guy's on fire the last yeah. couple of months. Definitely, you're up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it, it's a really great story. Joel Teasdale didn't have much of a lot. Uh, since he he came into professional uh, ranks and uh, so he was injured yeah uh, knees injury uh, for two seasons 
And when he began the season uh, with the Laval Rocket, uh, this year there was a lot of prospect that had to play before him. And, you know, there is always this kind of issue in the AHL. There is a lot of veterans that has mm -hmm. to play. You want to you wanna give them some minutes. Um, but there's also, like, a lot of prospects that the organization are looking forward to develop maybe more quickly than other ones. And so Joel Teasdale was one of those guys who didn't have a lot of minutes to play in the beginning of the season, even he was a healthy scratch for the most of the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And then he came on because there was a lot of injury uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. So there was some call-ups, but there were also some really bad injuries with the Laval Roquette. So he did have uh, his chance. And since he got his chance, uh, he's been on fire since then. I saw him, I've seen him in uh, January, February, And he was always the guy who did the difference. Uh, he scored a lot of important goals. Mm -hmm. He scored a lot of on the power play. And he's the guy, he's one of the guys who's taking always one for the team. He's always there behind the, behind the net, in front of the net. He's always in the traffic. He's always put his nose everywhere to just, like, get the puck. And, uh, you know, he lost three twos, I think, uh, yeah, last week during the practice. Wow. He was cut when I was in the game two weeks ago. He was cut over the over the eye. He's always there. He's a, he's a true warrior. He's one of the wow. true warrior, and he put it some points on the table. So, yeah, it's a really great story for him uh, with the Laval Rocket this you know, year. I, I brought him up because at one point, Mapper, There was talk when the Laval Rocket were struggling, they were losing more than they were winning, that yeah. JF Hull could be in trouble, right? I know you heard the same thing, and we read the same thing, and there was talk about it, chatter about it. The fan base was talking about it. You just get the feeling that the way JF Hull wants them to play in Laval, probably not the same ideologies and concepts as Marty St. Louis, not to mention that JF Hull was uh, hired by the old management team and not this most recent management team. Having said that, Joel Teasdale has played some really good hockey with the Laval Rocket. Justin Barron was helped by his time with the Laval Rocket. Raphael yeah. Pinard, uh, Raphael RV Pinard played well with the Laval Rocket, and when he came up, he was ready. To a lesser degree, Jesse Yolonen, but Yolonen, but Yolonen has not looked out of place, guys. I mean, he hasn't been a difference maker, but he hasn't looked terrible either. So. It's no, probably not all bad with JF Hull, guys. No, no, he, I mean, he's doing a great job. And we're talking about Teasdale. Our, our friend Anthony Mercat on Twitter said uh, Teasdale, he's the best goal scorer in the AHL since December 14th. So that's that is pretty good. And yeah, JF Hull is doing a great job. And I mean, it, it, you're right when you say that he's not the actual management choice, which is always a problem. But he's doing well, and you can see that guys are, when they're called up, they're ready. They're ready to play, and you've named all these guys, and they're, they're doing great. You talked about Ilanen. When he arrived, I was like, yeah. okay, this, he is a, a hockey player. He can play, but I'm, I'm just, I'm expecting just a little bit more. If I'm Ilanen, I know I'm the most talented guy who's been called up since yeah. the beginning of the season. 
And he's probably the one I've seen the less. Uh, obviously, Harvey Pinal is he's on a roll, and that's I mean, such a great story, such a great person. I think Belzil is helping more the big team right now. I yeah. I'm I'm tempted to say that Anthony Richard caught my eyes more than Ilonen. So I'm I'm expecting more of him. I mean. Man, yeah. it's 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 your chance, and you're seeing guys less talented than you yeah. playing better. I mean, what are you waiting for? And Remember, that's that's throw in another name. Rem Pitlick hasn't been great either, right? Eh? No, 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 no. Rem Pitlick is I, I don't know. He gives I away mean, the puck a lot, and he doesn't goes in dirty areas. And if you are a and I think he, he's a he's a great guy, by the way. So I'm I'm not just bashing him. Uh, he can play offense. He can play defense. So he, he's got all the tools. But I I just want to see more, not desperation, but more grit, more you know will to 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 pay the price like Rafael Arvipinal is doing. And and I'm like, why why aren't you like giving it all? It it's it, it might be your last chance. We you never know. Just I don't know. Is it is it time, guys? Do you think that we should have more of a meritocracy? I mean, this is this is rebuilding. This is this should be the time that we give the guys who are giving a lot of energy and heart to this organization, to this team, their chances. I mean, if I was the organization, Anthony Richard should have another chance. Yeah, but let's not forget the contract thing. Yeah, and it's going to happen after trade deadline, right? After trade deadline, yeah. you're going to see more players that mm. I think deserve the ice time get the ice time. Mapper, uh, I'm not going to keep you guys much longer. I've already you've been so generous with your time, but I got to ask you, Mapper, uh, are you planning on doing some kind of bed, feature? Right? Yeah, are you planning on doing a feature with Cock and Yemi? All kidding aside. Uh, probably we'll talk to him tomorrow. Yeah, he's what yeah. he has what 21 points. I can't, I mean, I. I can't remember exactly he's i mean he's doing okay that's it's again like daphne said it's all about expectations i mean what did you expect from him we so i i think he's doing well i think he's you know Mm. he's getting there big body he's uh yeah but yeah i'll I'll talk to him tomorrow if if he wants yeah everybody's a good guy for you Mapper, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know, I know you're the the full time uh, beat reporter for TVA Sport, covering the Montreal Canadiens at home and on the road. But uh, I'd like to ask Daphne uh, a story that she's covering very closely. Of course, is Team Canada women's soccer team, the national team, asking for pay equity and uh, and you know basically threatening to not play. Uh, a tournament in preparation for the Women's World Cup next year, not playing a tournament right now. Um, Soccer Canada came back to them and said, you know, you better play because or else, you know, we're going to take legal action. Uh, I know Daphne has a take on that, but do you have a, you have an opinion on this? Me? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, just, it's just a shame for me. Quality. I, I'm, I'm a father of a beautiful, beautiful young princess and i want her to have the same chances as boys and to me it's just a shame that in 2023 we still have these conversations you know more about soccer than i do so but from from what i see i mean it's 
equity should be not, I mean, it should be, it's a must. You know, but guys, we're, 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 we're talking about soccer here, but uh, I mean, the women's hockey players, they don't get paid like the men hockey players either. So this, oh, this, yeah, goes, but, uh, yeah. this goes for in sport in general, right? Daph, go ahead. But, but it's, it's much more than that. For the first time, so the girls were told that uh, they were having some budget cuts. Yeah. And so when they, when they did learn that, they were asking to see just the books and to see if the money that they, they recall when they won the gold medal at the Olympic. Yeah, because the they're better Olympic, than the men's, right? Absolutely. <laughs> they just wanted to see if that money, who was supposed to be only for the women's team, had been used for the World Cup, the for the men's World Cup. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was one point. So it's a lot more about just like money equity. It's to say that the women's team, who, by the way, has been there to support Soccer Canada over the years because they had the success, not only that they're not having the money that they deserve, but they don't have it. they're not having the money that they've earned with the result that they've put it years over years. That's what it's most frustrating. And they wanted to see the books just only to see if there was inequity because they, they've asked for the same budget as the men that they put on the men's team for the World Cup because this team is preparing for the World Cup coming this summer. And they have a lot less of uh, games to play to prepare for this World Cup. Mm -hmm. And not only this does they don't have the same game played as the men, but now with the budget cuts, they're not in this, they are not in the nice hotels. They don't have the same um, coaching staff. They have a lot of reduced coaching staff. They're not having their best players with them all the way till the prepare, preparation, till the World Cup. So there is double standards, but not only double standards for equity, but there's, they're asking for more transparency. Mm -hmm. And not only that they refuse that, they, they just told them that if they were having a grève, a strike, yeah, a strike. A strike, absolutely, they would pursue them. Yeah, they were pursue. Gonna yeah, they were going to women who didn't, who were not paid last year, and who, by the way, make less, much money than the men. So not only that they 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 didn't accept the strike they were told that they would get personal pursuit. Who's going to pay for that? They're not having the money to pay for those lawyers to pursue Soccer Canada. So they're forced to play the tournament, uh, who's beginning tomorrow morning. Yeah. And not only they're forced, but they cannot express their frustration. They can just express by doing some little things like wearing their shirts over under and not wearing the Canada logo, but they cannot express much more than that by 
getting a strike or something. It's it's too bad it got to this point, even though everyone's going to have an opinion and say, well, it's, uh, you know, it's not the same quality of product or it's supply and demand or there's much more to gain by 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 putting more money into the men's program than the women's program. Like everyone's going to have an opinion on this. Having said that, having said that, um, I have a feeling that this will work itself out. It's unfortunate that it got to this point. But there are a couple of companies and there are some people who are going to step up here and are going to say, no, you know what? And this is 2023. We're going to have to do what's right here. Okay. And, and I think it's going to end up uh, fixing itself. But, you know, Daf, we can sense, obviously, the frustration, the fact that it got to this point. It's very, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But it, it's just for me, that's what you just said. It's more frustrating to know that it would it would get to the point that there's some sponsorship or that people will just go on public place and criticize and criticize and then they will advocate and not that they will just realize that this makes sense this is why it's more frustrating for me also yeah daf yeah. uh you've been great and i hope you're going to join me on more than one occasion here uh, absolutely i'd love to have you as as much you know as as, as many times as you're available And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, your alarm is going to have to go off at the 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. Uh, I want to say this. Uh, I'm glad I get to sleep in. <laughs> Tony, I will just reply. This. Uh, is this a joke? Oh, man. Daphne Malbeuf. There you have it. There's her Twitter handle. Mac Andre Perot from TVA. I love this guy. Look at him. Le Charmeur, what did you call him? Le Charmeur des Dames? Charmeur des Dames. Le Charmeur des Dames. Fake news. Hey, by the way, Isabelle Plante is on YouTube live right now. And okay. she's watching religiously. And I believe she must be the same Isabelle Plante, who's a big Marc-André Perrault fan on Twitter. Because Yeah, I met her, in, uh, I met her uh, a few weeks ago. She's a... Very, very nice person. I, I, I really enjoyed meeting her oh. with uh, Frank, uh, Frank Etier, the Boston Bruins fan. Oh, when you met people. Frank Etier, you met Isabelle Plante as well because yeah, I saw yeah. on social media. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it was okay. very fun. Yeah, yeah. great people. It, it, it's, I mean, it's so much fun to have nice people following and, you know, it, it's great people. So I, I, I say hi to her. Marc-Andre, I've said this before and I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, the best thing about sports is that it brings people together. And uh, look, exactly. Daph, uh, it, you know, it, it brought me, you, Marc-Andre. In a spa. Oh, uh, no, no, me. no, I'm <laughs> Me, you. We said we were going to move on, Mapper, with two subjects Sorry. we're no longer going to talk about. The spa and, and the subject that I brought up that, uh, that uh, you said, you're going to stop talking about this? I won't <laughs> talk about that other one, all right? But sports brings people together. And it brought me, you, Daph, you, Marc-Andre, everyone on YouTube, everyone on Twitter Live, everyone on Facebook Live, uh, and it brought us all together tonight. That's the beauty of sports, and that's why I want to keep on doing this as long as I can. And, and that, and I don't know how to do anything else, and I kind of like the money I'm being paid for it. So yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> no, but you know what? This is why I, I'm still doing this. I still accept to do this uh, even right. if the alarm goes off at three. Look, Raymond Singh said, let's have a sick podcast party and bring all the collaborators. So it's funny you say this, Raymond, because Agnello can tell you this. Can we, Agnello, can you, can you come on here? And I know I keep saying that I'm going to let you guys go, but I still have you. But I want, I want Agnello to be here for this. How are you guys? Agnello, 
All right, I don't see you. Do I see you? Yes, I see you. Okay. You just saw Raymond's message? Yep. When I called you last week, we had a meeting last week. And then Yellow's, by the way, he's a rock star at like event planning and 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 making big events and stuff like that or whatever, because that's in his previous life. That's what he did, right? And Yellow, what did we talk about last week? About doing more events. About doing events kind of like a Sanka set event, but really having like everyone who watches us on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter Live, as well as our collaborators, trying to find a date where we can bring everyone together and have like a Sanka set and just have a blast. So uh, we'll be calling you, Mark Andre. We'll be calling you, Daff, and we're going to try and get everyone together so we can do this, okay? It's I'm probably thirsty. Not gonna, it's probably going to happen at the end of the Canadian That's season. So you won't be working, okay? All right, let's Thank do that. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Enjoy North Carolina, Cheers, Mark Andre. Yeah, yeah. All right. Daf, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Merci beaucoup, mon chum. All right, there you have it. Mac andre Perot, uh, Daphne Malbeuf. What, what a team. Uh, a shout-out to Playground. Over 600 machines, poker tournaments, and Playground casino games, daily promotions, and unmatched customer service. Why go anywhere else located just over the Mercier Bridge? Only minutes from downtown Montreal. I, I, I Look, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the Montreal Louettes. This has been on my mind for a while, okay? The situation that's gone on with the Montreal Alouettes ownership uh, group has been just not a very good situation from day one. Uh, Commissioner of the CFL, Randy Ambrosi, after uh, hearing the propositions from several uh, ownership groups a couple of years ago, uh, decided to grant ownership of the Montreal Alouettes to Sid Spiegel, the late Sid Spiegel, and his son-in-law, Gary Stern. Um, last year, Sid Spiegel, uh, Sid Spiegel, pardon me, passed away, and that left Gary Stern and the estate, the rest of the family. Unfortunately, Gary Stern and the rest of the family weren't exactly on the same page, so you had an, an ownership group that was not united, that was the owners of the Montreal Alouettes, so they saw things differently. It was very, very difficult. You can imagine for then-president Mario Cicchini and general manager Danny Machocha to be able to run this business when you did not have a united ownership group and you had an ownership group that was, uh, you know, you had an owner, Gary Stern, who's probably a decent guy. I mean, I met him a couple of times and he came across as a good guy to me. I don't have anything bad to say, but, uh, you know, I, I know what he was trying to do with fan engagement on social media, but he just did not align with the way Danny Machocha wanted to see this thing run or the way Mario Cicchini wanted to see this thing run or the way the Alouettes as an organization wanted to see this thing run. He was just different on Twitter to the point where some of the things were just kind of like a little bit weird and a little bit uncomfortable. And anyway, long story short, it just, it was not a fit. And the Montreal Alouettes cannot be owned by someone living in Ontario uh, who doesn't have the Alouettes in their blood. Uh, and, and this is what this organization needs. It needs a local ownership group, someone who's going to invest their heart and soul, their passion, their time, their energy, and their money in the Montreal Alouettes. And even if it means that they're not going to make money in return, and I understand that not too many people go into business to lose money, but at the same time, a lot of people do go into sports for the passion of it and for the fun of it. And that's what this city needs again. You know, these are, I'm emotional when it comes to this topic. And I'm going to tell you why, because 
You know, I never wanted the Expos to leave, and I'm worried that the Alouettes are going to leave. And even when CF Montreal goes through difficult times and they get balked by some and, you know, and by the fan base, and some members of the media, uh, you know, like it bothers me because, you know, we we can't afford like sports. It's not at a high in our city. And I know that we all love the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, the month, you know, the city of Montreal is the Montreal Canadiens. But there should also be room for CF Montreal, and there should also be room for the Montreal Louettes. We already lost the Montreal Expos. I think sports in this city is like, it's at an all-time low right now. It's, you know, considering where boxing used to be, I think it's declined. I take a look at some of our great boxers. Unfortunately, they're a little older in age. Yes, there are some younger ones who are good. I don't deny that. I take a look at some of our amateur athletes. Uh you know, we have some great Quebec-born athletes in the NBA. Ben Mathurin is one and stuff like that. But sports in this city, you know, the, the Canadians are going through a rebuild. Uh, CF Montreal parted ways and sold some of their better players. The Montreal Louettes throughout this whole ownership fiasco and disaster where you would imagine that they didn't have any funds available to them. And that's why, you know, Trevor... Harris walked and left. They probably didn't have any money for him. And Eugene Lewis walked and left. I mean, these are the core players on this team. You know, I, I find that um, once again, you know, there was a poll that came out of all the provinces in Canada, which province has actually shown the least interest for sports. And it's the province of Quebec. And I worry about what we do for a living. I worry about sports radio i worry about sports television i worry about sports podcasts i worry about you know a lot of young people getting into journalism and want to be working in sports and so uh, we need the alouettes to, to to stay and to survive and to thrive and to be strong and to win some championships going forward we need the same thing from cf montreal i just hope that you know the commissioner of the cfl i would imagine on the recommendation of Mario Cicchini, who was brought back to oversee pretty much, uh, probably kind of be like a middleman between Commissioner uh, Randy Ambrosi and the CFL, because now the Montreal uh, Alouettes, for now, they kind of they kind of belong they belong to the league, right? Which means that the other the league's giving an advance in money, which they're getting from the other teams, and eventually, probably that money has to go back, or there's some kind of fund. But I, I hope. I really hope that with Mario Cicchini's help here in, in, in going through the entire situation, that CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi will find the right ownership group for the Montreal Alouettes. I feel for Danny Machocha. He's been dealt a real bad deck of cards here. He wasn't able to sign his two core players. I feel for Mario Cicchini, who was let go because he was probably at odds with uh, then-owner or then-co-owner Gary Stern, but now brought back. Uh, I want to see over 20,000 people in the stands back up on the mountain again at Percival Molson. Um, I want sports to pick up in the city. I want the interest to pick up in the city. And, and once again, uh, this is very important. I think it's very important to the city of Montreal that they get it right because if they get it wrong, if they get it wrong and they go with the wrong ownership group, I'm afraid that Mario Cicchini will walk and Mario Cicchini is a great president and the Alouettes are in his heart. I'm afraid that if they don't have the right ownership group and select the right ownership group, that Danny Machocha will walk and Danny Machocha is a proud Montrealer and he has the Montreal Alouettes in his heart 
and he's had them in his heart for a long, long time since the 90s when he used to intern for this organization. He used to volunteer for this organization. And um, if they lose, if they don't have the right ownership group and they lose Danny Machocha and they lose Mario Cicchini, you're going to see that the CFL is going to end up losing the Montreal Alouettes and they'll be gone one day. So I don't want that to happen. I know you don't want that to happen too. And so I felt I really needed to talk about this. And going forward, we're going to have Mario Cicchini on the, the Sick Podcast. We're going to have Danny Machocha on the Sick Podcast. And hopefully they choose the right owner here. The CFL does. And we'll have the ownership group on the Sick Podcast going forward as well. Uh, the one man or the one dead man show, uh, The Undertaker at the Olympia Theater. In case you missed it earlier on at the start of the Sick Podcast, we announced our winners Agnello and Sammy and Master Control. If you can bring them back up one more time, look at these guys. We're in sync now. Paola Varone. Uh, we're going to follow Paola back. We're going to ask her for her email. We're going to send it to the WWE, and uh, they're going to make sure that uh, they set her up with the tickets. And we're going to do the same thing for Anthony Crisafulli. Both of them have won a pair of tickets to the, um, the Undertaker's One Dead Man show. That's it for me. It's Wednesday. Special thanks to Daphne Malbeuf. Special thanks to Marc-André Perrault. Special thanks to all of you watching on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and Twitter Live. Share it with your friends. Like it. Message us sick, S-I-C-K, if you're loving the podcast. If you listen via Spotify, Google, or Apple, or you name it, leave us a five-star review because uh, I can tell you right now, we look at all the reviews, and uh, we're pretty happy about that. GSM says Jeff Molson will be the new owner of the Montreal Oets. It makes sense. It would be a fit so that, you know, the Molsons and the Molson family could do the same thing that MLSC does with Toronto and the Argonauts and the Raptors and the Leafs and all that stuff. But I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Jeff Molson is going to be the new owner of the Montreal Oets. I would love it if he would be. I just don't think he will. Special thanks to Sammy and Agnello Cavallaro and master controlled, and thank you to all of you, sweet dreams, Montreal, Montreal Canadians fans, Montrealers, and everyone around the world. Tell your friends about the podcast. Tell them it's pretty sick. Who's that guy that you guys watch at night at 10 p.m. Eastern? That guy, he's Marinaro, yeah? I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.